up, what up, what up? How's everybody doing? It is another Wednesday, another podcast to be exact. It's episode 328 of Weekly Games Chat, the world's best podcast on a weekly basis about video games. My name is Sean. It's a pleasure to be here. And I already have my buddy John smiling, which makes me happy. So we'll, um, as tradition goes, we'll say hey to John first. John, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing real good. I was warned by my wife. Your, your wife? wife? When she bought this beer, that it has 9.5% alcohol per can. Oh, no. So that would be that would be the Victory Sour no. Monkey. Victory Sour Monkey. Chris and apparently knows it. it. Is, it is, he pretends to know all the beers. Yeah, and it is absolutely delightful. It's well, delightful. So I got it down the local pub. You're going to get hammered. But yeah, Chris, what, what, uh, welcome first of all. How you doing, buddy? And what you know about that Victory Sour? Uh, I have not had that one, but uh, they make Monkey Knot, which is one of my go-to <laughs> yeah. IPAs at the pub. So <laughs> they are an Alabama brewery. I think they're out of... It's not Montgomery. I can't remember. Where's it? Say? Hey, man. Hey, don't worry about the energy. Just sit there and ponder about a brewery. Speaking um, of a brewery, there's one Downington, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh Downing, wow, da- da- Downington Abbey, Pennsylvania. Uh, there is one opening near Atlanta, Chris. I-, I visited a thing this weekend. I'll talk to you off air about it. It just I just reminded myself. So please ask me later about that brewery and maybe we can discuss mm. it. I think it's called like farmhouse something brewery. Yeah. I got those uh, confused. Wow. I thought they would have done monkey knot, but apparently not. <laughs> I'm thinking straight yeah. to ale. I'm off my bad. Corrected. It's fine. Corrected and just ignored everything Sean just said. So what a show, ladies and gentlemen, you want to tell me about a uh, brewery that's opening in Atlanta. <laughs> I can do Speak- two things. <laughs> speaking of uh, two things. One, uh, does anybody got popcorn? I got to start this week asking <laughs> if we're going to eat some popcorn because I don't do this a lot and you know I don't, but roll mother tide. You know what I'm saying? Roll popcorn, tide. popcorn. Uh, yeah, that's for you long time, first times and all that stuff. Uh, Chris and I are big fans of college football and our team that we root for, the uh, University of Alabama, beat Ole Miss this weekend and it felt good. And I just want some popcorn. I'm just saying. Uh, was, that, uh, was that based on somebody saying Lane Kiffin? Uh, Lane yeah. Kiffin flipped his headset and said, "Get your popcorn ready." And uh, well, apparently he then also said, "Apparently he forgot to plug in the microwave <laughs> <laughs> after the game." Yeah. Uh, so, hey, welcome to everybody who's watching us on Twitch.tv. And remember, you if you're not doing that on Tuesdays, uh, we record this show live. You kind of get to see what we look like. You get to see the inner workings of the transitions. And and sometimes we even hang out in the post-hang, officially called the post-game, sponsored by Insert Beer that's going to sponsor, sponsor us. And anyway, sometimes we say bad words there, and it's funny. <laughs> but uh, without further ado, we also had a classic over the weekend. We had two, uh, speaking of American football still, we had two kind of reunion games, Chris. Did you get a chance to see either one of these two? Of course, the Chiefs visited Philadelphia, so Andy Reid, former head coach of the Eagles, got to go there. Didn't watch uh, and then, and then the, the the big one, Tom Brady, the goat, uh, went up to New England with his Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was a. I watched the game; it was a great game. Uh, 
from a neutral perspective, it was pretty pretty dope. Did you get the chance to see any of those? You too, John. I did watch the uh, Mac Jones Tom Brady showdown in the ring. That was a good one. It yeah. was. It was very good. I wish they'd let Mac Jones go for it on fourth down there instead of trying to kick a fifty-eight yard field goal. But that's <laughs> the way that goes. <laughs> that that donk. That yeah. was a loud Doink. donk. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, John, did you get a chance to catch either? I, I know uh, we kind of glossed over your football team, but Georgia had a big game this weekend. Did you catch any football, both on the collegiate or professional side, this this week? No, I well, yeah, I watched the I watched the Georgia game, and then I caught the third and fourth quarter of the Alabama game. Mm. That's pretty dope. It's interesting watching the two teams, and you're going, you're just saying, is one really ranked number? two are we really doing this anymore but you know i don't know we'll when see. i've seen the experts this week they pretty much when they put out their rankings they just go alabama georgia and they make sure to put like a five paragraph gap and then start listing other teams afterwards <laughs> they're very much like there's these two teams and then there's mm-hmm. everybody else that's kind of the consensus i don't know i just think that the when they when they do the polls they're like okay Alabama's legacy and Georgia chokes. Yeah, like, you, I, I think that's all that's you left. Missed what, you missed what he was doing, Chris. He was implying that Georgia should be number one. That's what his comment was. It's well, not that what you said. It's it's he watched the Georgia game and then watched Bama and went, Georgia's better. They should be number one. Well, you know, well, I think the last time we played Georgia in a playoff game, they were number one. Yeah. Well, guys, mm. I mean, that's really not what I'm saying. Like it, it has. You see, ladies and gentlemen. This is the thing about Alabama fans. They always think it's about them. (laughs) They always think it's about them. Here's the thing about friends of John. John will slight you and you don't even know he slighted you till after he walked away. I just slighted you right now. I just exactly. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm hyper aware of, of John isms, if you will. Um, (laughs) But I, I, honestly, I want you to keep drinking that beer. But what I said was like two, what I said was, I, I, I can't wait. The pollsters are taking into account Alabama's legacy and the fact that Georgia chokes. That's a slight against Georgia. I don't know where you're getting that information from. <laughs> yeah, and I know that you know how to spin that to make it seem that's what it is, but I don't believe it. You know, I watched an art football I don't game have to week. spin it. I can just tell you that Alabama allowed a number 12 ranked team to score three touchdowns and Georgia shut out a number eight. When so do there we tell, you go. When do we tell John that half our team sat on the bench after we went up like thirty-five to seven or forty-two to seven? Yes. We had our second-string quarterback. <laughs> we can do this too. We can do this too. Yeah, but you're uh, you're uh, to your to your thing. Georgia's defense played lights out the whole game, mm-hmm. and your quarterback threw the ball three times because y'all mm-hmm. didn't need to really throw the ball. So it didn't matter who the quarterback was. I mean, I but was again great win. I hope you make it to Atlanta, and I hope. Uh, that you uh, we get to talk after that game, regardless of how it goes, because that'll be fine. I, I Welcome. Was, uh, they allowed we for 16 points this entire season. Yeah, no. I was and, just more so happy the team we gave up 56 points to last year only scored 21, and it was yeah. all in uh, you know mop up yeah. duty time. Because uh, all, all I'm saying and, is, all I'm saying is they're running out of excuses hmm. to not. If it makes you feel better, John. One. FPI. They're really running out of excuses. So you were saying what I said you were saying. <laughs> it's got nothing about it's had it has <laughs> zero to do. It. it has zero he to do with Alabama. It. it has oh zero God. to do with Alabama. 
Hey, well, I, let's pit, let's I, pivot. Zero this. to do with Alabama. Yeah. Are you are you excited zero to about, do with Alabama? I, I I swear to God, are you excited <laughs> about playing Auburn this week though? Because they're also in Alabama. Since you want to say that word ninety seven effing times, Bo I'm Nicks. just saying. I hear he's a really yeah. good quarterback. I hear he's legit. You know, <laughs> he can lead a comeback apparently. But um, but it's probably, I, the game's probably already over because Georgia's defense only allowed twelve points this year and. Uh, I watched a great game, by the way, uh, huh? possibly outside of that Tom Brady game, uh, the best one, which was the Washington football team coming back. Oh, my God. Yeah, buddy. They got to win. <laughs> it, did you, I, I, when I saw that game on TV, I thought there's no way Chris didn't go to this game. Like he, I came to. close. I really came close. Uh, but, you know, just with everything going on and the fact that. The way my back has been, I didn't want to take any chances because I am traveling True. next week. That was the only reason why. I, my original plan was to go to this game because I went the last time that came to Atlanta. And I, I don't know this answer, so I got to ask you out loud. Um, how how often has Washington come to Atlanta? It's like every five or six years usually. So so you're going to be like 50 the next time they come back and you think your back's going to be better? Oh, that's a good point. Dang it. <laughs> it is probably fine. I'll tell you what. The next time they come back to Atlanta, we'll still be friends. I'll go with you just for the memories. I hate the Falcons, but it'll be cool to see. And at that point, we'll know Washington's team name. It'll be established for a few years. In theory. We can, just, we can go have fun and drink some beers and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and ride like the Marta and, you know. Be all pre gaming and stuff. It'll be it'll be nice. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we did mention watching sports games and stuff. Uh, Chris and John, you boys, I'm sure you watch something on TV. Chris uh, hopped into our Discord chat one morning and and had told friend of the show Mike, who's also in chat this week in Discord, and he said, "What up, Mike?" And he said, uh, "Mike, I finished the quit the Squid Game." Yeah. I did. And uh, so, yeah, Chris is, and and, and I, I got to tell you, Chris, I don't remember if Mike told me about Squid Game, but Chris watches it. He says it's good. And then all of a sudden I start seeing and hearing from all my friends uh, that I am encounter every week how good this is. Chris, thoughts, it, prayers? Yeah, it was like the weirdest thing. I remember when this came out, it was like two weeks ago. And it was just like the day it came out that Friday by noon, it was number one on Netflix. Yeah. Like everyone was binging this thing out of nowhere. And I kind of started it and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm cool it's got gin from lost as the voiceover for the main dude that's nice and yeah then as i started to get into it i'm like oh okay this is where we're going and man that show goes hard in the paint <laughs> uh I, I apparently misread what it was about mm-hmm. and you guys started talking about there's emotions and feelings and uh mm-hmm. character de- development or story development i can't believe i can't remember which one you said but yeah, I mean it's 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 a ride, uh, especially as you go to, um, you know, because they do a good job of really making you care about these characters. And when you go to especially those last four or five episodes, I mean it it's kind of agonizing, uh, antagonizing at points where or agonizing, sorry, at points where uh, you know you're just like, who's gonna make it here? Um, but I yeah, hi- highly suggest it. I think the only part that's a little hard maybe in the beginning is the fact that you know it is a Korean show. Thankfully, it's dubbed, but at the same time, it's dubbed. So sometimes the voice isn't always like perfect as far as matching up, or maybe you know, you're wondering 
how their the actual actor's delivery would be of that versus you know the voice actor's delivery of it but still um solid and totally worth it yeah i can't think of another show that has this much popularity that has been dubbed mm-hmm. uh and and it's been like a overwhelming success yeah there's been some niche programs that i've watched that friend a has told me about or friend b has and you know they were dubbed and they kind of warned me and they were good but not everybody got into it but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to push the the button on it. I'll let John talk about anything he's been watching first. Well, we got into me. That is me and my wife. Your wife. Your wife. I want you. I want you to understand the significance of this. My wife does not watch TV in general as a general rule. We were, we've been watching Ted Lasso. Ah, finally. But here's the thing. Ted Lasso acknowledges mm-hmm. that this sport that we call football is ridiculous but you know i mean it's it's a show that's that 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 happens to be a show where soccer is okay sorry football is is uh is in it yeah um to me it's 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 a truly fantastic show the world needs more ted lasso however there is something glaring about the show that bothers me Mm. Something that I think the show maybe intentionally or unintentionally reinforces. It, it it seems to enforce the idea that fathers aren't really that necessary. Um, Which show? Ted Lasso. Oh. Let, let's, I mean, in in a very practical sense, I mean, look, we're, there, we're, th- we're three, maybe four episodes away from watching all two seasons. So maybe that comes into play. But what I'm talking about is, Ted Lasso's uh, responsibilities to his own child. Mm. Um, I, I, I can, it doesn't square with Ted Lasso's character in every other aspect of his life. He, f- he flip and abandon his kid to go coach in England. Fathers don't do that. Just don't do that. That doesn't help your child or anything else, but I'm off my high horse. Other than that, the show's perfect. I recommend it. I really like it too. No comment to what he said. <laughs> um, so I, I I I watched this show and I'm I'm almost done. There's there's three seasons of this show. Um, and for those who don't like to make up a bunch of episodes per season, there's only eight episodes a season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called Sex Education. Mm. It is fantastic. It's got I, I, it's got Scully from Lost in it. Uh, she's a sex therapist. And it centers around her and her doings of, of life. And then it, her son, who's kind of like in England's version, I think, of high school or college. I don't know quite, but it reminds me of Hogwarts without magic a lot. And uh, it's it's hilariously funny. If you're going to watch it, first of all, be of age because uh, it starts out with a bang, ladies and gentlemen. And you don't want little ones around uh, during some parts. But it, it has really captured me in... Uh, my mom stops by today to make some copies and I got it planned. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're going to go ahead and just pause that and uh, going to get that out of the way because yeah, that's weird all of a sudden. It's so. it's weird to me that Netflix has made probably the two most definitive shows about puberty I've ever seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and one of them is a cartoon. Right? One's live right. action, so it works both ways. It, yeah, it's, go figure. It's, fan- it's Netflix has this thing, man, when they when they get when they get it right, it's usually, I dare say, tap, natch. Speaking There's... of getting it right, 
I would like to know. I don't know if we have any listeners. You, I, I'll come right back, Quest. I got. Yeah. I got to put this out there. It's just a question to the listener. Mm-hmm. If anybody has actually tried mom spaghetti, hmm. I need to know. So this is a call out to anyone in that area. If you tried it, write into us or something and let us know if you tried it because I think it's brilliant. But Chris, what'd you have? I had something else I was watching and all of a sudden it just like slipped my mind. I don't know why it slipped my mind out of nowhere. Um, oh, what if? What oh if, yeah, you did watch. Yeah, the, tomorrow. Yeah. I guess by the time we uh, we get to uh, tomorrow, when you all are listening to this, if you're not watching us live over on Weekly Games Chat, Twitch.tv/WeeklyGamesChat, every five thirty p.m. or every Tuesday at five thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I have been watching What If, and I've for the you know I don't love all of them, but I've been enjoying them, and I just kind of felt like it was a fun one-off, but I'm just going to go and tell you now without really spoiling anything after this last week's, I think it might be required watching if you're MCU type person, because man, oh man, did they set up some potential stuff and it's, they, they went hard in the paint. This last episode is the best way to say it. So um, are you uh, keeping a tally of hard in the paint? Yes. Quotes. Okay. What are we up to now? I think just two for now. But two for now that works but I yeah they they really went hard in the paint um i keep forgetting it exists um mm. is it is it just is it all it's on disney plus that's it yeah so as of tomorrow the last one will be out and you could watch all of it um, and it's and it's anime quote unquote i wouldn't say anime it's just animated um yeah the the star wars one's more anime the was it the thing they recently did that's the anime type thing yeah. but yeah yeah this is just um i mean i would say it's like akin to those classic avengers animated uh movies they used to do and any of the dc animated movie ones you know that kind of style and stuff but yeah they really they pushed the boundary this last time and it was uh you know some of them i, I kind of charged it's just being too close to the original history to really make me care um but this one I was like, all right, you, you got me. <laughs> and I'm interested to see how it wraps up next week or tomorrow. Uh, never. Wait, what? Oh, not that part of the show. My bad. Uh, let me ask you guys this. Uh, there's in a, in like news, news trending. Uh, there apparently, if you've missed it, there was a, a person who used to work at Facebook who's now a whistleblower. Yeah. And some of the stuff I'm reading that she's kind of saying that Facebook either was doing or not doing, it literally... You know me, I'm kind of like, I might just need to hit the old log out forever button on the Facebook. Like, from what you've read, if you've read it, do you guys have those same feelings or am I completely overreacting right now? No, you're not overreacting. Um, not, <laughs> not, to get, not to get political, but certain groups of people have been talking about this for for a year. And now that now that, I don't know, there's something about there's something about the nature of, I guess she was on 60 minutes on Sunday night. Next day, com- the site went completely down. If you think that's a coincidence, it's, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I, I, and you're right. Uh, like this is not a, we're not politicizing this at all. Uh, there were accusations, blah, you know, it, it is. It's what just, it is. it's just when a certain, when certain people said this was going on, it was about, 
it was about politics. It was about upset that your candidate lost, this kind of thing. But no, I mean, now no one's going to come out and go, 60 Minutes is not going to come out and go, hey, Project Veritas, you were actually right. Or somebody no, else, they never, whoever it was. The, and but, they, now, right. but now this has now reached a mainstream audience where people on Capitol Hill are actually listening because it's coming from someone that they deem to be legit. Yeah, I don't know if and it's the, this the person source. has already raised a hundred thousand dollars on GoFundMe. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if it's the person because of where she came from, what documents she brought with her, what she has. She was high. She's more high ranking. Yeah, and if it was because it was an it was dubbed as an esteemed news program like sixty Minutes. Yeah, perfect storm happens, and now everybody. And I'm serious. I'm like, and I have things tied to my Facebook that. I don't, it won't be quite easy to make up, but I'm kind of going, I, am I about to just bell out on the social media and be that guy that you meet? Yeah, and go, well, I don't if have any, go, I don't have any go, to, go to New York and get on a subway and then look at the car and everybody has their, I mean, think lower your guard and, and I do a lot. Traffic, I know what you're Yeah. And just everybody has their face in an electronic device that is five, five inches by three inches. It's so sad. Really? It's the, sad. It's making it, us sick. It's making us self. It's it's making us self absorbed. It's making us more depressed. Um, but we're all connected, <laughs> and that's what matters. Hey, they told us that in Tetris. That was a song in Tetris. Connect or what was it called? Effect, Chris. It was great. We're all connected. It was great. I'm telling you, play that game. That song was good. But yeah, I'd, and to, for me to tie this into like a DJ thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening to a show and a stat comes out in between songs and this guy goes, if you notice the trend and if you, if you listen to music currently, new music comes out and a lot of the popular songs, they're sub three minutes mm-hmm. and it's because, well, it's people, always been true. No, no, it hasn't. Don't say that right now that well, I'm talking like really closer to like two minutes versus three minutes. There's been a, there's been studies and people's attention spans because of electronic devices like phones and the internet and all these other things, they, they lose focus. That they might be, they want the next thing. That might be and the reason they reverted back. But if you go back to like the rise of pop music, right? Like if you go back, right, to, let's, okay. let's go to the topic. If you go back to the rise of pop music, like the main thing that if you look at record labels, they would tell you, say they want your song to always be less than three minutes because they viewed it as the longer you went over three minutes, the less likely a radio station would actually play your song because they were worried if people didn't like it, they would go to a different radio station. Tell that to R. Kelly's in the closet. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but now yeah, the whole entire thing has been interesting to me just because it is weird. That's now finally coming to light as far as all this. Um, I mean, what she brought forward was really important because you never had the person, the inside who could confirm everything that was going on with Facebook. But yeah, like anyone has been looking at this going back to, you know, Cambridge and Analytica where they had their huge data dump that they did from Facebook and gave it to people to basically use to target people online, right? Or stuff like the fact that YouTube is designed literally and they've admitted such it's designed to give you what will keep you watching. And most likely they found the same thing that Facebook is anger keeps people watching. Strong emotions keep people watching. And uh, before we uh, <laughs> um, before we pivot to the topic, which I'm excited about, uh, we let's answer this question. I don't know if you guys did this. This comes from Twitch, so this is an exclusive question. 
Um, it comes from Dreadnought. Did you guys watch Venom? We didn't bring it up, so I don't know if we did or not. And see the setup at the end of that. I I saw on the internet that there was a setup, uh, but I don't. I didn't watch Venom. I'm still not going to the movie theater for anything. I haven't seen it, but I have seen the scene. I've seen the same. I I just went. I was like, I'm gonna watch this whenever it comes out. I don't care. So it's It's like like, it's like the guy who watches the who reads spoilers about the last episode of Lost. He does. does. (laughs) But uh, speaking of the ending, I haven't even seen the first Venom. I haven't either. That's okay. Uh, This Venom apparently broke the COVID or post COVID box office record, the biggest biggest movie Mm -hmm. ever of all time. Even so, hey, congrats for that. And uh, yeah, there's that. Well, people are going to keep breaking that post-COVID record. Yeah. The time, constantly. Turns out, hopefully, we didn't do a lot of things for a lot of time. So, yeah, it is. Because unlike Chris, I want movies to come back. <laughs> I want to be back in the multiplex. I'm not here to stop you on that. <laughs> yeah, you Who's going to stop me, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, if you boys are ready, I think that was a pretty, me- uh, a per- a pretty meaty, pretty. Uh, delicious uh, intro so I mean it is what it is we always stop when we got nothing else to say so unless you boys have something to say ladies and gentlemen we are here we have made it to the topic time this of episode 328 uh if you hung out on twitch you saw what the topic was gonna be but if you didn't no worries however you got here if you came right to here because of the time marking in the podcast notes hey welcome to those of you who have been here the whole time what a journey so far right i'll shut up now and i'll let the man chris do what he does and that is introduce officially what this week's topic is gonna be chris what's up the topic is Fist Forged and Shadow Turn! There you go. So this is the game with the bunny, right? <laughs> yeah, this whole time I'm playing this, um, you remember that bit from Jim Gaffigan where he's explaining all the holidays? And he's talking about Easter and we're celebrating Jesus and everybody's skeptical and he says... He says, don't worry, there's a bunny. <laughs> don't worry, there's a bunny. Yeah. So <clears throat> if I were to write a, a review, like for IGN, th- I mean, they would they, they would never Digging. allow my tagline or something. But if I were to write a review for some site, it would say, man, I love a good fisting. It's really good. Mm. This is good stuff. So lay, that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we'll start this review. Um, so... Obvious to everybody who's really seen footage of this game, this game is a Metroidvania of sorts. But um, it's it kind of reminds me, combat-wise, like a side-scrolling Darksiders three. It's very it has some uh, it, I'm, I, it has some Dark Soulsiness to it, where the combat you're pointing. What I was going to say, just from afar, yeah, uh, it reminded me when I watched gameplay earlier of Shadow Complex. It really had some Shadow Complex vibes. What's that game? That's I where forget. it's kind of like it's a side scroller with yeah. uh, like where you have 3D backgrounds. And in that one, you have a grappling hook with a gun, but you'll have people up like high, one shooting with bullets here, like firing mm-hmm. 
missiles at you. You know, not so much like how you are, where there's not as much Metroidvania exp- exploration. There's a little bit, but you know, it you would like it. <coughs> so the game, so the game has like this, uh, all different sorts of of animals who are citizens called Ferdisons. Yeah, it's Utopia. Like <laughs> um, and it's got you know, it's like this. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like a futuristic version. It always sometimes it felt like a futuristic version of uh um the great mouse detective. You know what I mean? So it's got cats, it's got it's got it's got rats, it's got bunnies, it's got bears, and mechanical dogs. There's no live dogs that I've seen. But the, the but the enemy organization in this game is called the Legion, and the Legion is a group of of robotic dogs, robotic canines, which I don't appreciate dissing my pups like that. Dogs should never be the villain. I really don't think. So. I mean, so that's a knock. That's a knock against this game. But um, but this, I mean, if if you're looking if you're if you're looking for a game that stars a bunny with a huge fat robot mechanical fist to just throw hands with everything in the world. You've got yourself a game. Just the person who came up with this was just stoned out of his gourd (laughs) quite possibly. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's quite good. It takes place in this, it takes place in this world called torch city. And I got to give props. This was a game that you can probably say was on, was on a budget. Um, I, I don't know that I'd ever really heard of the studio who made it. it they're called Billy Billy. It's B it's called, it's B I L I B I L I Billy Billy or Billy, something. Billy. Yeah. So um, I think it was, it, it might even have some publishing done by a company in China. I'm not sure exactly, but um, I am so glad that this game is that is out there. This has kind of been a year, uh, you know, ironically with, you know, a few days away, the one Metroidvania game I've been looking forward to play for over a decade is going to be out. And, you know, so far this year I've played, uh, two or, uh, what was the, what was the game? Ender Lilies was the, was the other Metroidvania game I played. And now this one very different in tone, very different in style. And I got to give props to this team for really for really making a decision to make this world come alive. It's very it's very hard in a two D side scrolling game to make a world this this much alive. I mean, there you the the main attraction in this game is 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 Torch City because you're you're walking down these streets these cobblestone streets and you see alleyways behind you. And it's so it's so cool if you pay if you pay close attention you see rail cars going around all over the place in the background you'll see sometimes you'll see this rat going uh, in an alleyway going from one door in this building and crossing over to another building and going in that door they've really did an amazing job making this world feel lived in and alive a place that you kind of want to be and experience it was it's really something if you know if you've got thirty bucks to spare I'd almost recommend it as a as a lesson in how to how to world build inside of a 2D atmosphere. Um it's not it's not done as well as playing this game makes me realize it's not done as well as people think they they've got it. I'm I'm actually wondering if I'm going to compare it to 
other 2D games going forward. But you know, this game you play as this guy named this uh, this um, this this rabbit named Rayton. Everybody calls him Ray, and he's a member. He's an older he's an older rabbit, a member a member of this old elite team, uh, of 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 Ferdisons, if you will, that at one point battled the uh, battled the Legion, took on the Legion. And it kind of has all the tropes you can imagine um, in in a game that's not, you know, it's like, what are we going to do a story here? Let's just, you know, we'll take that and we'll take this and take this and take this. So where you've got, uh, you've got this antagonist who's kind of your, 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 your opposite, who's kind of like this guy you used to be pals with, your best friend, and he's turned against you guys. And now he's fighting He's fighting on the opposing side, almost like this, almost like this Anakin Skywalker turned to the dark side kind of trope. Um, but you guys, you're an old member of this elite team that you interact with throughout the course of the game and you come back out of retirement. And the only thing left of your mech suit from the old days is, is one fist and your buddy, um, I forget his name right now, but, uh, the bear, he, he was, he was sort of the group's, um, mech guy the 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 scrap guy the 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 way donatello is to everybody to the to the group the inventor the guy that makes all the weapons that kind of thing and so he says he says that he's um he's managed to salvage um a part of your suit and that and that is the and that is uh one of the fists um of the of the mech suit and so that's your primary that's your primary weapon when you start out and so the game is very um it's got this unlock system where you you know you're 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 developing you're you're collecting money as you defeat enemies that's your currency and then they have some some things that you find I'm not really sure how the, how it relates but they look like cassette tapes that you find that sort of also go along as um currency to purchase new skills so in order to purchase new skills you need you need coins that you develop that you that you get from defeating enemies and collecting certain cassettes. Do the um, cassette tapes actually like have any like audio? There's no audio. Something? Um, I, to be honest with you, they're more they're more like discs. Okay. Like some sort of Floppy some sort disc. of optical, like some sort of optical drive or something like that. Something like that. Okay. I, I want to point out that I mean you, and you said it here and I'm watching it as you said it. How cool is it though? You've got the experience, like you said, two Metroidvania type games, mm-hmm. Elder Lily and this, and both of the fighting mechanics have a kind of quirky thing to them. And yeah. Elder, she never hit. Like she was the one not doing the damage, but you used her to push the buttons to do the damage. Right. And in this one, he's literally carrying a hand from an old mech suit, and that's what's doing the damage. Yeah. I think that's kind of kind of cool. I wonder why developers have kind of went to that approach but in both games and you talking about them and seeing them it looks like it works brilliantly so that's pretty cool it does it, it's very it, it's it's a more it's one of the more challenging metroidvanias i've ever played um which is kind of you know i'm not going to outright say dark souls but you know you're going to die a lot because it takes a lot to kind of understand the language of your opponents the, these these enemies are brutal um, there's maybe only one or two that are kind of easy to take down by just button mashing, if you will. But you have to realize early on that button mashing, the more you progress, is not going to cut it. And the skills you unlock, I mean, it's got 
you've got three aside from your fist, you've got two more weapons that sort of work the same mechanically. Um, as you progress through the game, I'm not really going to spoil them, but each of those weapons from your fist to the other two weapons have like these skill trees that you build out. Um, you don't have really have to go down a certain path. You can select the, the, the combat moves that you want to purchase. Some of them require, um, some of them require kind of like, I guess what it's called EP or yeah, EP. Um, that basically you have uh, under your, under your life meter, you have this blue meter and that allows you based on how many, how many square or rectangles, squares, spaces you have on that blue meter, how many times you can do like these special moves. And once you do a special move, it expels like a, a block of that blue meter. But as you build it back up, you build it back up by just, uh, doing finishing combos without getting hit. So that's like, it's, it's, you know, it's like your, it's like a stamina meter. You build it up, you build it up and Energy it allows you to, you know, um, unleash special moves on the bottom of the screen. You see this red meter. It kind of has this, um, gives you the ability to use certain weapons you might find in the game. First thing you give, you get early on. It's not really spoilery is, is like, is carrot juice, you know, and carrot juice, you know, allows you to kind of, fill your life gauge up when you're in the middle of combat to kind of, you know, if you have time <laughs> to sort of stop and just take a swig of carrot juice, bumps your life meter up a little bit. Um, and, and when you do that, for example, when you drink the carrot juice, it expels one section of that red meter at the bottom of the screen. And I think you start off with two squares, but you can build all this up from your life meter to your blue meter to your red meter, you can build those things up by doing certain things in the game. Traditional Metroidvania stuff. You know, there's nothing, and that's the thing about this game. There's really nothing new to what this thing adds to the genre. Mm -hmm. It just sort of embraces its environments. And Sean, you, you're watching the footage. The environments are stunning. Oh, and that's a good pivot because it is a Metroidvania game. There's going to be hidden little areas. Uh, I want to give two things here. Two One, things. I don't know if it's my age and more exposure to, or if it's a John influence on a steampunk type environment. The more I'm around it, I, it's becoming one of my favorite aesthetics in a game in real life. There's a restaurant I recently went to in Orlando that had it in this game. It, it feels gritty, but it's beautiful at the same time. It's very weird. Uh, and then I just saw for the first time, like the character, I don't, if this is spoilery, Chris, get ready to edit it, but you learn like a wall double jumpy thing, right? Mm -hmm. That's, it's duh. It's a Metroid game. You got to learn that stuff. Yeah. And the way, the way they just exposed like one of the Metroidvania hidden, excuse me, hidden little areas. And the, I'm blown away in the first, in the first 20 minutes of watching this game, accompanied by you talking about it, I see exactly why you say that you may not be able to help but compare this game as like a standard for future side-scrolling games that you play Metroidvania style or not. So this is, this nope. is good stuff, John. To yeah. self cut <clears throat> out spoil of double wall jump at 39 minutes. Thingy. Thingy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Thingy. Well, lot, this, the speak to speaking of the double jump, a lot of Metroidvanias are doing this now. They're going ahead and giving you the double jump. Quick. Yes. They're, I mean, they're giving you this, this, this mechanic, like, you know, 
10 minutes, less than an hour into the game. Mm. I mean, if you recall from the classic Metroid games, you don't get double jump to like halfway through the game. Yeah. And you're like, God, I cannot wait to get double jump. Right. That's like, you know, people say, people say what, if you had, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? People say I could fly or I'd have invisibility or I'd have, you know, lasers coming out of my eyes. For me, I just say double jump. I just wish I, well, I even yeah, double jump. going back to last week, I mean, they gave us double jump from the get go. Right. Right. You know? Right. That's what I was thinking of. And, and, and it, it really, for me, it helps with replayability possibly. Um, because some of the it's so frustrating that some of the things you could get to it just a little double jump you can't get and yep. instead how about wait till there's more of an advanced thing that you hide that little thing behind that one oh, door yeah. that I come back for you know but yeah and this guys game, to me to me I mean people ask me if people ask me what a Metroidvania is who's just not really familiar with the term it's like imagine a huge map huge and there's places you can't, and there's places you can't reach take yeah. a note. Because at some point you're going to get a power that's going to allow you to do it. Yeah. You know, whether it's missiles to open up a red door or, you know, in this footage, you've probably seen um, early on, he gets, he gets the power to sort of charge his fist up and ram his way through a, through a red door. And there's all kinds of doorways like that. Um, just like, you know, just any classic Metroidvania. And John. the one thing it's, it's, I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't mention it. Uh, Sean, you said it. It's it's a it's a steampunk game, which is probably why it's probably one of the allures of this game, why it caught my attention. I think in this game they're calling it more diesel punk, but I mean it's it's I mean it's all the same stuff to me. Um, but yeah, this this game it, it sort of has. At first, it's like it's kind of jarring how difficult it is, but as you sort as you sort of understand, it's all about it's all about kind of understanding the rhythm enemies have, like, you know what they're going to do and anticipate their moves. Everybody, every enemy, sometimes it, it you blur the lines between a boss fight and a regular enemy because it builds on that kind of stuff. And it's sort of, it's like mentally training you to fight these enemies because a boss fight in the early stages becomes a normal inner, you know, enemy later in the game. Right. And, you know, it's just it, it. So it's 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 teaching you to to fight harder and harder and harder. And I mentioned it before the show started. I have this classic thing where I don't quite finish a game. I'm at the boss fight, the final boss <laughs> fight. And it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It is a doozy, man. A, it's, it's, is, are the it's boss like, fights, have they been like for you? I mean... I don't want to say quite on the le- level of like Demon Souls or, um, you know, of course you beat Sekiro, like not on that level, but like, are they pretty challenging? They are, they are very, they are very challenging, not Sekiro challenging, not mm-hmm. Dark Souls per se challenging, but you know, it's going to take some, four or five tries. <laughs> yeah. It, and that's on a good, and that's on a good run. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take you four or five. Around this, around the, I guess I've, sp- I've spent about 25 hours in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, so, you know, if, but I'm, I'm sort of a Metroidvania completionist, but I kind of decided, yeah, I got to burn through this as much as I can. But, um, but yeah, the more you, the more you play it, the more, I mean, I'm actually starting to get to the point where I'm owning, I was, I was owning like the last three or four bosses. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you get to a point where, where the rhythm starts to kind of do some thing, you know, you start to get the rhythm. 
um, you know, there's a couple of things. It's it almost it's almost like they did some things that I, I will say that, that don't make any sense. Like the carrot juice I told you about, that red meter. You start to get different. You, you start to get other abilities that expel that meter. Um, one of them is a block. That's mm-hmm. I think of when I think of it. I think of how you can parry in God of, in the original God of War trilogy, where you've, you you know it cracks their weapon and and it started. You you see this white flash that leaves them open to attack. Um, you kind of have that block ability that's tethered to that to that orange meter, meaning depending on how large the meter is, once you expel those parries, you can't parry anymore. But then later in the game, you get a parry ability that doesn't require it. And then I'm like, so what was the point of all this? It's almost like they were kind of throwing some ideas and along development, they they realized, well, that didn't make sense, but it's too late to really fix it kind of stuff. Maybe. So it's like you you have this parry that's tethered to this red meter, but at some point you no longer need it. it you still have it, but you don't really need it anymore because you've developed an ability to have a, a parry that doesn't cost you any energy. It almost sounds like, like um, early on, they more so do it to, to kind of influence the way you've got to play, right? Mm-hmm. Where that seems, cause I've played a couple of games like that where it's very much, Hey, you have a block, but you know, it comes at a price and it's not limited or unlimited forever. Right. So yeah. you need to think about when you block versus uh, like dark souls is that way. A lot of times, right? Like, stamina runs out you're not going to block um but i guess maybe the, the reward is their idea is that you know okay you've you've proven yourself you got to the upgrade kind of like the way ori does with certain abilities where now it's like hey you got the better version of this that's the only thing i could think of well so the so the 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 orange bar to me is kind of a big knock mm-hmm. because it's like what it does is it ties four abilities to that meter and you use one of the abilities it it takes a it takes a a chunk away you take use an ability it takes a chunk away mm-hmm. and there's nothing really in the world i mean you can defeat the occasional enemy or sometimes find something in the world that sort of has that potion that builds up that that meter back up um but the only thing i really ever used it for because it was so valuable mm-hmm. it's like the most valuable you, you know if you want to if you want to build up your your stamina meter you you just fight, you fight and you don't get hit. You fight and it builds up your blue meter. You know, you can, when you take down an enemy, they'll oftentimes give you energy to build up your life meter. But this particular meter is like a valuable resource. So I, I, as I ended up never really using any of the abilities instead of the, except for the carrot juice, because that stuff really matters in a boss fight. Mm. And that stuff really matters in these intense battles so to me, the other three abilities were just wasted. Um, that but that's, you know, that's, that might be due to my ability as a gamer or lack thereof um, or, you know, or design choice. I mean, people, I will say, you know, people have a lot of choice in how they want to play this game with all the, the main weapons, the punch and the other two that I won't mention. You have the ability to build out whatever weapon you want. You can build them all out, but you know, some people like to use, I've seen YouTube videos of people using the weapons that aren't the, the fist. Um, but you know, regardless, 
but this game, you know, that's really my only knock as far as design. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the world is, is bustling and beautiful and alive. I will say you can see budget constraints when it comes to maybe some cutscenes, like the Ferdisons in there seem a little bit, you know, not very polished, but the world itself is one of the most polished Metroidvania games I've ever seen. Aside from Ori and the blind forest. Uh, Ori Ori kind of stands out. It, yeah. Ori's just, you know, is Ori is just a masterclass. Is, so, is there a voice acting and all in this or is it text? Yes. Yes, and the and the main voice of Ray mm-hmm. um, sounds familiar. I, I didn't bother to look him up, but there are there are there are some exchanges between <clears throat> between characters that are just text, but most of it is 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 cut scene and dialogue where where there's a lot of voice acting, and it's pretty good voice acting. Uh, one of the coolest parts, and this is and this is another trope, but there you know. Aside from the diesel punk steampunk vibe that the game has, there's a lot of Asian influence in the game um, based on, you know, his fighting ability and the fighting ability of every, you know, you're basically fighting mechanical samurai dogs. I mean, it's, it's insane. And one, I mean, the boss I'm currently on is like this heavy mechanical dog. Who's a sumo wrestler. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very Asian influenced. And one of the things, one of the places you go to, and it kind of reminds me of what you do with, um, with monster hunter. There's this guy that makes ramen noodles or noodles, Asian noodles. And it, it, it gives you a, it gives you a buff. You, you consume the noodles and you get a buff. So you go to, you, you go see the guy, you're about to go into this boss fight and you can, you can consume his noodles <laughs> of course <laughs> you can consume his noodles and mm-hmm. and depending on how much money you've given him over time you can you can add on that you know that new that extra completely extra stamina aside from what you already have for example you know when you do cooking in breath of the wild you can you can add on to your hearts that kind of thing so it gives you more it gives you more durability and beef as you go into a boss fight so you know the story is pretty basic you're looking for this MacGuffin that control, you know, depending on who has control, controls the world kind of thing. Mm. So it's, you know, it's your basic run of the mill story, but it's the delivery that counts. And this game is a game I'm I'm so glad I got a chance to play. I really fought Chris hard for uh, playing this game because he really wanted to play uh, NBA 2K22. So John, John, <laughs> no matter he, what you playing, want, yeah, he's playing. I mean, he's playing. To talk about you it. don't you don't need to worry about me in, in NBA 2K. Yeah, he's like we, we could be like before the next one even comes out. He's like, oh, I'm I'm good. Just let me know whenever you want to talk about him. What what I what I love and hate about these kind of games too, John, is you know I'm going to go back to my wall jump. And so there's video now I'm watching where, and you tell me the experience on this. Like, do they do, be honest, do they need to do this? So they add layers of complexity. So <laughs> enemies are chasing you and fighting you. Now you got a wall that early on in the game didn't have, you know, fire engulfed blades going up and down on it. Now it does all of a sudden. Why <laughs> do we need that in Metroidvania? I'm kidding. But it does. Uh, you, you, it's like John said. You get more fluent. You start to know um, what to do, what to expect. Uh, your timing, all that stuff matters. And to me, it's it's one of those things where, and did this game give you that too, John? When you 
you mentioned earlier about beating the boss or when you do get up that wall or make it to a place that you feel that sense of accomplishment, not to the level of Sekiro and beating like things like ogres and whatnot, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it has a, it has an Ori level of platforming. I mean, if you recall from games like Ori and um, probably even worse, uh, super meat boy, you know, as the extreme platforming that it takes like 10 tries before you get down the rhythm, particularly in, you know, you know, the grappling hook sections in Ori where you're having to position your character in a certain way to make sure he launches in a direction as opposed to launching up and going right into the spikes, that kind of stuff. So it's got, it's got that level. And like you said, Sean, adding the, adding that extra layer over time, making areas, Dude, sometimes sometimes <laughs> stuff right. happens in that in those levels where I'm going, dude, you're just messing with me now. Yeah, it's just it's what's are, the, how am right. I possibly going to get through this? <laughs> um, which is pretty much what I was saying last night with <laughs> with yeah. the boss fights. And so it's it's like a it, it's like this punishing balance. It's fair because yeah. when you do it, you go, oh, okay, I see, I see what I see what I needed to do. And, you know, you watch videos of these boss fights and everybody does it differently. And I saw, I saw a, a YouTube video last night of the final boss fight. And the guy was using a weapon that I found to be kind of a weaker weapon. It's more, it's more, it's a fast weapon, but it's not, but, but it's not, it doesn't take as much damage. Mm-hmm. And he Dude, was just completely owning balling. Right. On the I, I did that on like uh like Zelda bosses like for Breath of the Wild and stuff yeah. and I'm like I never even thought to use that. Like it's funny how that'll happen when you pull up YouTube videos. It's crazy. Um I, when I watched a lot of this leading up to this and even right now, I kind of had it on low. I don't music doesn't stand out. It it's more of sound effects from the environment and the fights. Does that kind of resonate with you or was there music that stood out or you know, because that's always an important question for me. Because I like that whole aesthetic to tie together, but sometimes it doesn't need it. So, in the main, <laughs> in the main area of Torchlight, the city, mm-hmm. that song plays in my head all the time. Oh, cool! Hmm. But as far as environmental music, nah, it really doesn't. It's it's more like it's gears just, and weapons and metal it's, and yeah, it's just sound effects and mu- just, just music background that's noise of, as to drive yeah. you forward. Almost like something that people bought off of, you know, the music we have. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. John. You would have known the place. You totally would have said John, Sean and I spent 12 hours composing those songs for the yeah, show. And you just belittle uh, it like that. We yeah. went, we were together when you shouldn't have been together during the height of Corona. In the, in the studio, in the lab. Yeah. You know yeah. what, John? I'll tell you what, man. But uh, it, I, 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 I'm going to personally ask you. Like I want you to tell me when mm-hmm. you beat this game tonight or tomorrow and talk to me about it, because um, I'm going to look up Final Boss and mm-hmm. and see what that entails. Because I want to know. So the thing that's getting frustrated with the boss fights, it's um, and you guys have probably experienced this with boss fights in your years of gaming, where where it's you know you've got this <clears throat> you've got this boss that has two life meters, you have to chunk away at his armor. Then, then once you get his armor taken down, then you can start taking down his life meter. Mm. So that's about the halfway point. That's the way boss fights have been. But with the final boss fights I'm doing now, it replenishes. It's, 
it's 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 you gotta you gotta you gotta break somebody's armor, then break another set of armor, and then break his life meter. So yeah, for like they're the, relentless coming at you too with either attacks God, coming yeah. at you on the ground that you gotta jump over, mm-hmm. or you gotta watch the tail that they're fixing to come waylay on you. Oh my God, waylay my intense. head hurt. It gets pretty intense, but it's fun. It's, um, <laughs> I was just, I mean, I was getting frustrated last night because, uh, you know, like we always say, it's not about finishing the game, but sometimes you just go, gosh, I'd really like to talk to you. You were right there. You're you want right to talk there. to the audience about a game you like, you know, death loop last week. I, I finished that game and it's, and sometimes it's more satisfying talking about a game Holy you, sh- and you finished it. Dude, but, if, you know, if, if this is the final boss, I kind of went to the end of this video. This boss has kind of started doing the little basic attacks. Then it went and used the environment. It like went to a ceiling, called in other stuff, and yeah. then he started doing unorthodox things at you that come out of nowhere. And he grew two arms. So hey, that, that's the okay. Let me okay. I got to be honest. That's the boss fight I'm on. Before I move on to so the boss fight, the final game, the final part of the game is like these is three consecutive boss fights. The one you see there, and then two rounds with the with with the final guy. Wow! So that so the guy you I think the guy you're watching right now, Sean, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm trying to take. Oh him down. my god! I've gotten him down to round three. Yeah. Um, but it got to be like it's twelve thirty at night. I got to shut this down. He looks like a fat Goro. Yeah. Yeah. But you see the three, you see the dot and yes. the dot and the meter. Yes. So you got to take down three separate life meters to take him down. Dude, it's, and that and that thing where he's on fire and bouncing on you like a ball, like, come on, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's hard what to is, avoid that stuff. What is that, dude? John, yeah. if you had to take down the Richard for fist, do you think you could do it? Could you offer us could. a Richard? If he's make sure he's got. Yeah, if he's if say, yeah if, he, if he had good. nothing else to say, could he do it? Yeah. The only thing. The only only thing is, I mean, one of the one of the staples of a good Metroid game, Metroidvania game. God, Metroid, please be good this week. God, please. <laughs> I've heard good things early. I heard good impressions. I, I'm, I'm, of, I'm hearing a little bit of good stuff too. But um, if the if the game world is not interesting to explore you haven't done a good job True. this this game is fun to explore i almost to where where sean i kind of want to leave this boss and go find Just, the rest yeah. of the power-ups so that i can come back it i can come back even more beefed up um than i already am but um you know this this game doesn't necessarily <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily rewrite the genre but I don't think it's fair to always expect it to when you're making a game in the, particularly if you're making a game in the Metroidvania space, you're doing it because you love the genre, not because necessarily you're trying to redefine the genre. Um, It's, it's a strong contender for one of the stronger games I've played this year. Um, It's the the graphics um, in the environment are second to none um with the exception of Ori. <laughs> right. So, I think it's I think w- with this game it's a solid 8.5. Um if you like Metroidvanias, this one is a this one this one's interesting. The world's interesting. The characters are fun. The story's fun. It's tropey, but it's fun. Um 
and you just, it's really addictive. You just want to, you want to, you want to access every area of the map. Um, so yeah, when you told me you were like, Hey, um, you know, cause we were floating around possibly getting another mm-hmm. game reviewed by the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were like, Sean, I got to tell you this game's out or it's coming out. It is, it is a steampunk ish world. Um, and it's also a Metroidvania. And John says, how in the bleep do I not buy and play this game? But what did I also say, Sean? What do you mean? I don't. What I said to you me. was, you 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 followed up by saying this game was made for you, and you're right. But what I said yeah. was, it's steampunk, it's a Metroidvania, and there's a bunny. And there's a bunny, yes. And there's a bunny, exactly. A bunny. And the bunny, the bunny doesn't stand out or look weird. Bunny does not mess around. No, this bunny looks. If this bunny was on Star Fox's crew, it'd have been all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it kind of has that anth- you know it's the it's the whole anthropomorphic thing it's fun i mean you know we know that your favorite true. animated stuff john has and you know has bunnies and and stuff like robin hood you love it uh zootopia you love it <laughs> i mean one of my favorite Winnie the pooh zootopia was <laughs> off the chain one of my favorite zootopia was. movies is it is the Great Mouse Detective. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. I mean, you th- if you think about it, it's an early. It, it's very steampunkish, and it it takes place in one of my favorite time periods. Oliver Twist, the Billy Joel version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ratatouille. Why should I worry? <laughs> right. <laughs> I always forget that that's an Oliver Twist. Yeah. Yeah. Spin. Oh, Billy Great Joel. Review, John. Tap Natch. Would you? Uh, Gentlemen like to do some news. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That didn't sound confident. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Yeah, my headphones fell off. Why not? And uh, the, uh, believe it or not, we still have a news team, and this week they have brought us some outstanding news pieces, in my humble opinion. I'll start off this week so you boys can get your um, you know, your vocal cords ready. John, excellent once again on your review a minute ago of Fist. I just want to say that again for the record. Um, new World is what we're going to start this week on, and that is, of course, a new MMO. that just came out, and uh, it fed the beast, apparently. It's clear that the gaming community has been hungry in fact, been hungry for a new MMO. Uh, that fact is more evident based on the success of New World. It just launched, and it's it's legit. The game is already Steam's most played. How, this is insane to me. Mm-hmm. This game is already Steam's most played game of 2021. Uh, the game is also the highest in player count, and is also more than 200,000 players higher than a very popular game Chris and I played called Valheim. The game has had an all-time peak of 707,000, 707, 707,000 concurrent players. Yeah. On Twitch, 947,000 viewers are watching streams of the game on average. To quote, it has been an unbelievable 24 hours of support for New World that we've seen so far has been incredible. We understand that some players are experiencing lengthy queue times, and we are working hard on a few things to help address the, these issues. Wasn't yeah. it like Sean, initially Sean it was, was like six days wait? Yeah. yeah it was legit. 
Sean was Sean's Sean was either trying to get the audience to grasp seven hundred and seven thousand, or the fact that seven hundred and seven thousand is a number he's never heard of <laughs> my entire life. I was I I was I was messing myself up because I was like, Am I saying this right? Are they gonna let this go? But yeah, that's a lot of concurrent players. The the they fixed the queue times. Um, a lot of that was a lot of the lengthy queue times were because streamers, um people were finding out what realms they were in or what worlds they were in and they were all joining and it was crazy. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Have they not like encouraged people to, they're like dumping people into realms that Mm. people don't go to. Yeah. Well, that's what Sean and Mike have been playing in. Like, I remember they were like, Oh man, asthma gold's on our server. And then they quickly pivoted to not being on asthma gold server. (laughs) We, yeah, we, we just by happenstance, John, yeah, Mike created his character first. Randomly picked the server, and it was a streamer server, mm-hmm. and not so. Cool. Sean, just out of any quick little teases you can give, like two second first impressions, kind of thing. First impression very favorable. There are some things that I'm used to having on other MMOs that this game doesn't have. Prime example of what I'm talking about is a mount system. They don't have that yet. Yeah, but they do offer a fast travel system. The more access you get to those, it kind of supplements that overall. Uh, it's actually, it's actually been very stable, a very fun experience. Uh, and I'm going to continue to play it. It's got my attention. I've said, what is world of Warcraft? What is final fantasy? What is destiny? What is anything right now? My entire focus has been on this game and that's a nod to Amazon gaming and what they've given us so far. And ladies and gentlemen, MMOs are what Sean does. (laughs) And half hazardly. Wait, Bo what? knows baseball, Bo knows football, but Sean knows MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> and we may, uh, just as a fun fact for you, John, uh, and to the audience who knows him, our World of Warcraft guru, Josh, friend of the show, been on many times. He uh, he had some questions today, and they were they were getting answered. So we may have him on if we ever do this game as a potential guest. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but enough about that, Chris. Do you want to talk about anything free in the month of October? You feel like it? No, maybe, um, possibly. I'm trying to Nothing find a good free. list. He's like, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, yeah. First off, let's start off with the ones that pretty much, if you're on Xbox or PlayStation, you'll get because you're probably subscribed to Xbox Gold or uh, PlayStation Plus, right? Uh, right. So first up. Uh, games with gold for October are Air Arrow. I don't know Arrow. Sounds like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, the horse. Yeah. Oh no, uh, that's aggro. Sorry. <laughs> uh, then there's Hover. Um, there's Castlevania, uh, <laughs> Army of Despair. That's a new one, huh? Right. <laughs> Just going by what's on the page. I read the teleprompter. Ron Burgundy. Resident Evil Code Veronica X. So there's one for John. Um, over on the PlayStation Plus game side, we have Hell Let Loose, Mortal Kombat X, and PGA Tour 2K21. I might pick up PGA Tour just because it made me a golf right, game. Better. And Sean, Hell Let Loose is is the current name of your Richard? Uh, no, that was uh, mid or at the very beginning of 2020, and then the whole thing happened, and it just felt tacky, so I changed it. It was a very brief stint for uh, Richard's name. Now, for those who like to subscribe to services that give you games as, uh, you know, a Netflix type package, first up, PlayStation Now. I know we don't 
often give love to the PlayStation now, but they do have a really big one here to lead off this month. Uh, the last of us part two will finally be coming to PlayStation now. Uh, also God love Microsoft for this fallout 76 is coming to PlayStation now along with again, God love Microsoft for this desperados three, um, amnesia collection. Oh no, I'm sorry. Not desperados. I think of wasteland three. Never mind. That's not Microsoft. Amnesia Collection is coming. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Yet another Zombie Defense in Victor Vron Overkill Edition uh, over on the Game Pass side. Uh, you will get all sorts of stuff. Uh, first off, Avengers is now on uh, Game John. Pass, including all of the expansions. So you want to do that Black Panther <laughs> expansion. Game for Pass free, but not really. But I'm might, free. I might spend 19 bucks on the PlayStation version because you're getting Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> Shauna, I feel really bad for you here uh, that um, Destiny 2 Beyond Light is coming to Windows PC Game Pass this month, um, <laughs> along with the psychological horror game Visage and co-op shooter that everyone's looking forward to, Back for Blood. We'll be out here, I believe it's next week uh other things coming in the near future will be totally accurate bow simulator uh the precision to calvary visage back for blood as i said uh let's see sorry i'm repeating some of these ring of pain the rift breaker the good life uh and then of course at the end of the month for those who have the pcs you can play some age of empires 4 hey everyone's looking forward to age of empires 4 and uh Ladies and gentlemen, if you recall, are you done, Chris? I'm sorry. I, I could tell done. you the ones that are leaving, but I don't, I mean, do we care about that? I don't know. No, because they're leaving. Yeah. Desperados 3, if you recall, was one of my top five last year. Mm-hmm. That was Desperados, Tennessee. <laughs> no, that was the wrong one. What was that? Genesis. Darksiders, Tennessee. Darksiders, Tennessee. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> Darksiders, Tennessee. Darksiders, Tennessee. I am. Uh, Man, Sean, maybe I need to get on the Destiny 2 kick if I could play it on my PC. I've yeah. Heard th- I've heard that's the way to play that game. PC. Well, he he knows I was uh, I was tired of playing it on my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that I could get it with, with gold on Xbox, so I did. I tried it on Steam. Steam gives you just a free Destiny 2 one. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It blew out the Xbox s and the playstation mm-hmm. 5 blew it out as far as the way it looked and i thought man I, but i didn't want to spend another i would have to spend like a hundred dollars yeah. to play it on pc but now but now now you have no <laughs> choice right now you can go now oh snap play on it well that will be on october 12th sean so starting october 12th next next week from today right yeah next week yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh good times good times I remember when Konami made games that back in the day. Like Contra and stuff. That was a good time. Those were good games back in the day. Is that me? No, it's it's fine. Yes, but it's you. Konami is reportedly ramping up development in the Bajinko game space. (laughs) In the Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill series. And both internal and external studios are involved. What does that mean? Um, well, internal would be well, part on of internal studios. <laughs> <laughs> According to anonymous sources, that bastard anonymous, 
According to anonymous sources reported by VGC, Konami's first effort is a reimagining, quote, of the Castlevania franchise. They also, they're also planning. Is that not allowed? No, no. no. John is the best. No, no. Keep going. It has nothing to do with you, John. It's in the Twitch chat. No. What he said. What happened? They're also planning remasters for the original Metal Gear Solid games to include a full remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. Snake Ea. VGC has also corroborated rumors that multiple Silent Hills projects are in development. In addition, Konami has announced an indie game contest that asks small developers to make games based on classic series, including Gradius, Gunbear, Geenum, Gaman, Geeman, Gaman, Chris, Mm-hmm. And Goman. many more. Yeah. Gunbear Goman. So what happened? Um, oh no. It, it it would only make sense to us. It's an inside joke thing. So I'll tell you afterwards. But good one, Mike, on you, because that's just funny. I thought my B word was not allowed. No. no. Um as far as this, I mean that's great news. Mm-hmm. I did see one there is a rumor circling in that I just don't believe is true. Um, right now, I think it's just wishful thinking, which is there have been a couple of rumors that Kojima is working on Silent Hill, which kind of flies in the face of everything that's coming out, which is that Kojima is pretty much working with Microsoft on whatever is next uh, for him. And I don't know. It would just be I just cannot imagine a, a way right now, knowing how Konami is, that they would ever work with Kojima again <laughs> on anything. So, so if you if you go and play Castlevania Lords of Shadow, <clears throat> the first thing you see before before the Mercury Steam logo is Kojima Productions. Mm-hmm. But later on, David Cox of Mercury Steam, at the time he was with Mercury Steam, said that basically what Kojima did is he showed up at the office, talked to a bunch of people, signed some autographs, and went on about his way. So involvement by Kojima could mean a num- a, a numerous things. Number one, there's, spe- there's speculation that PlayStation is serving as the intermediary between Konami and and um, Kojima, which is you know could very well be possible. Mm-hmm. And while Kojima is focusing his efforts on this Microsoft published game, he's consulting that could be and true. giving his feedback on the Metal Gear whatever. Yeah, I think um, which could be possible. My, but I agree with you that it's yeah. There's a lot that needs to be confirmed before people start running with that as more so, than just. Well, we don't care about that because we we just go with it, and we and we're gonna call it. it breaking news when it happens. The and that's how we do the one big hope. Okay, so I was thinking this over. If if it's a PlayStation studio that's doing Mel Gear, I hope it's Bend because those are dudes that used to use Siphon Filter. That mm. would be a good there if it's not them if it's not them i hope it's like they're reaching out to ubisoft and saying hey that team that did splinter cell that's not doing splinter cell anymore would you like to make a metal gear game (laughs) because that would be great too so those are my two picks that i'm I'm quietly rooting for sam fisher is introduced to the metal gear universe that'd be weird just give it to naughty dog (laughs) what'd you say chris if they brought sam fisher to metal gear if sam fisher bows big boss i would lose my yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be that'd be dope. It'd kind of be like if uh, Master Chief was coming to a fighting game. Mm. Mm. Uh, Capcom's Monster Hunter Showcase, boys. Monster. Cheese. Uh, Sunbreak's new expansion has received more details, according to Yoshitaki Suzuki, 
The game will include new locales, monsters, gameplay, and a new quest rank called Master Rank. A Monster Hunter Rise is also coming to Steam in January, and a demo will go live on the platform in just a few, about a week or so, guys, October 13th. The game will include all DLC from the Nintendo Switch version. Obviously, the game will include 4K resolution, higher resolution textures, uncapped frame rates, and an ultra-wide display. A new collaboration celebrating the 30th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog will join Monster Hunter Rise soon. That, that's a random. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of crazy stuff. Actually, yeah. I forgot to mention. I forgot to put in here. Ghosting the go the Prince Arthur from Prince Arthur King Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins. I think is also joining Monster Hunter. <laughs> this game, Sean. This yeah. game is awesome. I know it is, man. And I am desperate to. It's the one game I keep going. I got to get back to this game. But at this point, I got probably have to start it over because. You forget, yeah. The systems are so insanely complex. Yeah, it has I to mean, be your I'm game. Gonna, I'm just going to quit the show and do a <laughs> Monster Hunter podcast. Dude, <sighs> Monster Hunter Weekly, what's up? <laughs> and we have a cheese logo with like a monster sword sticking out of it. <laughs> Dude. Hey, um, Dude. John. Yeah, well, Chris, don't. we're done uh, with the show. We got to go work on some things. And uh, <laughs> I... Uh, I just realized this and I feel bad because I didn't catch this, but I feel like we would be doing a disservice if we didn't cover this news because sure. it, it's the biggest thing I thought as far as PlayStation wise happened last week. Um, oh no, never mind. I'm dumb. I can't read things. This never is the mind. second time you said something and then you had to take it back immediately. Yeah, I will Tighten take it back. the fuck up. Okay. This is a professional program. That was a good subtle F bomb. Yeah. I can't do it like you. I just drop them. Yeah, I mean to edit them, but I just drop them. Chris, just read about purchases that were confirmed. Well, Sony Interactive Entertainment <laughs> has announced that they have purchased Blue Point Studios, the developer of So So Games called Shadow of the Colossus Remake and Demon Souls Remake. This man says So So Games. I kid, I kid. Uh, this news comes following the announcement that Demon Souls Remake sold more than 1.4 million copies. It has been announced the studio is aiming for original content going forward. Quote, our next project, we're working on an original content right now. We can't talk about what that is, but the next step in the evolution, but it's the next step in our evolution for us. The transition from remasters to remakes was to test ourselves and push ourselves harder for the next step. And I'd say good for them because they have done great work for a while. Um, I mean, they were the ones who, uh, used to be the ones like that got charged with porting destiny to like, you know, the Xbox 360 and PlayStation three way back in the day. Um, and they did remasters on, I believe halo, uh, for when they did, um, uh, the first anniversary, I believe that was them. So, you know, they've just consistently kept doing great work. And then the stuff that they did with PlayStation, especially those two remakes, I think, um, you know, good for them. I'm really happy for them. And that's cool. They get to go make their own game now. Well, I was, I was jumping at the, I was cheering for this acquisition because, you know, obviously you guys both know this was mm -hmm. the worst kept secret in gaming for the past year. For sure. Everybody knew it was probably true, but what it, what's irritating <clears throat> unless, unless they completely wowed Sony with some sort of demo idea. I thought 
that this purchase was designed to be their in-house remaster studio. Mm. And I just, otherwise I I'm like, I'm like, what's the point? Why bother buying this thing? If you're not going to acquire it for the purpose of being your remake factory. I mean, with uh, it, it just, it makes sense from, you know, if there's, anything, oh. is, if there's anything more important than Nintendo's IP, it's PlayStation's IP and they have 30 years of gaming. And I always thought the strategy behind Blue Point was to get the studio in-house and get them working on your nostalgia factor. And I think that's a real, I understand, I understand that mm. people have a creative desire to make their own games. I get it. I'm sympathetic to it. But this strategically doesn't make any sense. Why purchase Blue Point if not for their pedigree, if you will? I wonder, could it just been that, I mean, if you're Blue Point, maybe you had the best of both worlds and maybe Microsoft approached them too. And, well, if Microsoft, you know, if Microsoft's willing to say, hey, yeah, come over and we'll let you make whatever, you know, <laughs> then all of a sudden you go back to Sony and say, we'd rather go with you because we've got a closer relationship with you, right? And we know you more than, you know, even though they've worked with Microsoft, they, don't, they haven't worked with Microsoft anytime recently here. Um, it's, you know, I think that might've been what it is. It's like, look, we are going to do one of three things. We're going to keep doing what we do and make money from whoever gives us contracts, or we're going to go to someone who is willing to back us to make our own games. When you, when you ask me, when you ask me, you know, make a list of the top five Mm -hmm. best remaster slash remakes Mm -hmm. history, blue point has at least two. Sure, I agree. On that list, I think of, I think of, I think of Resident Evil Two. I think of Wind Waker HD, and I think of Shadow and Demon Souls. So this get, I mean this 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 studio is hot, but it's hot for a specific reason, and no studio, no studio is hot because they are this good at making remakes. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't understand. They have this thing that so many other studios that you've never even heard of do for its survival. Yeah. This studio is rock star status. And what they want to do with that rock star status is go make another game. Strange. It's strange. I wish him luck. I hope they I hope they I hope they brick out the next Last of Us game. You know, I mean, as far as impact and scope that kind of thing but uncharted just, five from blue point <laughs> games yeah exactly um that would make me Maybe happy the metal game. Game. <laughs> or the, yeah uh r- right before you tell us about the game awards john because that's where we're heading next i got a question for you guys and you can't change where i'm getting food from i'm getting something from papa john's tonight do i do i get myself a small pizza with my toppings or do i go now nah, not a pizza tonight go a papadilla and don't weigh in if you haven't had a papadilla it may disclude you, disclude, disclude, exclude you from the choice, but I need to know because it's got to happen, and that's what I'm gonna be thinking about when you tell us when the game awards are gonna air in just a minute, John. So I need, I need you guys' input. Googling Papadia right now. Personally, so it's a, it's basically um, Papa John's crust. They fold it over. I was about to say to me, um, a Papadia is just a personal yeah. pan pizza folded in half and glued together, but with Parmesan crusted <laughs> cheese on top. So when you so bite it's like it, it, it snaps. Yeah, it's a calzone. like their version of an open calzone, and and they got a thing now where Parmesan cheese on the top. When it bakes, it gets like like a little crunch when you. It's, 
I mean, Ooh. how much cheese do you want in your life in one bite? Oh, man. Cheese it up, baby. Yeah, I mean, I'm, either way, I'm going to make them how I make them. Just tell me which one to get, boys. Let's just go with the papadilla, then. Go to papadilla? Yeah. So much cheese. You want me to try the papadilla, too, John? Yeah, let me know how it is. <laughs> I've had them a bunch. I know they're either one of those are great. Yeah. They're fantastic. And I got we hints. Should, we should twitch. That. We should twitch. Is that a thing? Twitch? We should yeah. twitch as a verb. We should twitch the game awards. Yeah, together. We could. We definitely okay. could. We should yeah, stream. We, we've done that before. Yeah, we can do it. We've done that before. Um, well, we I think, no, yet. you weren't there. It was me and, um, I think it was me and Sean when we did it. Where? Where was I? <laughs> I can't I remember why there. you weren't there. You were, I think we've you might have been out times. Times. You were at one. I was probably you, were, at you guys. Mm-hmm. No, you were at one thing that we watched live together. Correct. And then another time, the other seven times, you were like wherever. Well, let's talk about the thing that we're all going to stream <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> the The Game Awards 2021 will air on Thursday. Hmm? That's Thursday, Sean. Thursday. Thursday. Uh, December 9th, and will be held in person. And what I should have expanded on that, it's going to be a live audience as opposed to <laughs> just... Jeff you know, Keeley. <laughs> the event will be more importantly streamed live and promises quote awards, first look, pre- world premieres, and new game announcements, plus musical performances, including the Game Awards Orchestra. Yeah. Orchestra, live on stage at Microsoft Theater. Product mm-hmm. placement right there. Conducted by Lorne Balfi. It's nice. The event will be invite only, and at this time, Weekly Games Chat has yet to receive... Yeah, what's up with that? It's invitation. I'm not even going to say Jeff Keeler's name out loud. I don't know how to put this, but... We're kind of a a big deal. Exactly. Right. uh, Man, I feel like I shouldn't tell them that we only got one invite and it was addressed to me. (laughs) That's the official P.O. Box is Chris's address. We're F, John. So the the thing about this... um, I think I think you're going to see at the Game Awards um a lot of E3 caliber stuff because what, e, what you know what what uh what Keeley has demonstrated over the past 9 months since his last Game Awards is he's here to be your conduit for every game trailer in existence. You know that website gametrailers.com? Mhm. It's now called jeffkeely.com. <laughs> yeah. If you want game show to a wide audience, this is where you go. So, you know, the, the trailers have gotten progressively better, but this is going to be this is going to be the new E3 this year. That's my prediction. It's somewhere I I, I believe it's I can't remember which podcast, but um uh, weekly game chat. Yeah, it, they were talking about this cuz they were talking about it in conjunction to like why PlayStation didn't show X, Y, and Z games, why Microsoft hasn't shown X, Y, and Z games, even like Nintendo, right? It's been holding a lot of stuff back until very recent here. And um, I can't remember who it was, but someone who works in the industry kind of knows the analytics and basically said, I don't think people realize that the most watched gaming event every year in terms of basically new press announcements now is the Game Awards when you go worldwide. It's like... Mm -hmm something like 40 million people watch it or something like that. Usually just live around the world. Know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I agree. Like I would imagine uh, like just thinking of some Don't of the things I agree. Say John, you're right. Uh, but uh, I did say that before you just, you Steam rolled. 
But um, like I'm trying to think of things like I wouldn't be surprised if like you were going to get a gear six teaser. That's a great place to drop that. Right. Like um, when we find out that there's a new switch coming and it's called switch pro and you can buy Mario Kart eight deluxe for it. Dude, it's going to be called the switch pro. Man. <laughs> That's funny. Switch pro it's old. It better. It yeah. better have that same OLED screen, bro. Or just uh, <laughs> if Naughty Dog has something, right, or whatever, I, I could easily see those all dropping at something like this. So uh, I am definitely hyped. Drop it like it's hot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hot. Yeah. Hot. yeah. Hot. I thought I was a DJ. <laughs> um, Ilphonic, speaking of John and I's riff just then, mm. uh, there's a new game. The developer behind Friday the 13th and Predator Hunting Grounds is working on a Ghostbusters game. Studio co-founder Raphael Sadiq revealed the game in an interview on a podcast recently. Once again, not this podcast. WTF. Friday the 13th <laughs> is the last one and Predator, and we're working on Ghostbusters right now. There was never any follow-up to his statement. Obviously, Wait. no details on the game, so not certain if the title will be similar to previous titles in development. All we know is Ghostbusters is the next one, and that's hype. <clears throat> I'm trying to I, I love Ghostbusters so much that I hate the um the remake. Mm. But I but one of my favorite NES experiences is Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. I don't know if you remember this one. Yeah. Yeah. But the, one of the last levels of the game is you actually it's like this this video game music-y thing of your love is lifting me higher and you're going through a city <laughs> on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So dope. Um, but I've always, I've always wanted peep someone out there to crack the code of a amazing Ghostbusters video game experience. There's been a few good, you know, there's a couple of good thing, good ones out there, but it's such a good, it's such a good opportunity for somebody to Chris, you okay? I'm just freaking out. Cause like when I heard Sean say Raphael Sadiq, I was like, Raphael Sadiq does video games now. Cause he's like. He used to be in Tribe Called Quest or work with Tribe Called Quest, and he's a big music producer, dude. So that's awesome. <laughs> that just it, made my him? day. Is it, so it is. Yeah, I was like oh, trying to confirm. There's no other Raphael Sadiq's, bro. That, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense because actually I <laughs> think the podcast was a music podcast. Uh, I left a, I left the podcast out yeah, of it. Uh, but it an was, adjective uh, that would have been great, you know? It didn't occur to me that that would have triggered something. I was just that's like awesome. – not not a name I was expecting to hear on weekly right. games chat right. ever. <laughs> yeah. That's all. And there's another name John's about to tell us about that I don't know if he was expecting to join a game that he kind of liked. I was not, and I'm a big fan of uh, Rosario Dawson. Same. Who plays Ahsoka Tano? Yes, but she's does. got a really good body of work. She just she's she's yes, a very she versatile. <laughs> she's a very versatile, talented person, and I'm looking forward to yeah, her. She's, um, she's awesome contributions to this rosario dawson will be joining the cast of dying light 2 and play a major character in the sequel she will be playing the part of lawan 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 we'll find out and is described as a quote warrior of sorts interesting the actress describes her character as a very tough woman who is fighting her past and looking to seek revenge on the people who wronged her what i really love about this game and this character this is a quote from her is that how she is is really dependent on you, the player. Is she going to be this rage-filled killer who is obsessed with her goals? 
Or will she be a night runner who risks her life to save others? It's up to you. Dying Light 2 is set to be released on February 4th, 2022, and that can't come soon enough. Although I will say that I was a little bit relieved that it was one thing I didn't have to cram in by the end of the year. Yeah. John, what we should do, what we should do, honestly, we should be excited about Metroid for you, John, and let's just let everything else fall into place. Let's not force things. You guys play the rest of it. I got Metroid. (laughs) John, um, this will be the second game that you may beloved is one of your greatest games ever that uh, stars Rosario Dawson in it, right? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What's the other one? He's trying to Dishonored take Dishonored 2. Yep. And, and also, uh, was it? The, and The Outsider. Yeah, the, uh, she's really big in that one, right? Yeah. She's the main she's, one. I mean, she does, she, she does great work when it comes to video games. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, you mentioned the Sokotano. It's important. The, the way that she came brought that character that had only ever been animated to life was mm-hmm. remarkable. I was skeptical when I heard same, the news. Same. Yeah. But when I saw it on, on the, on the TV screen, I was like, that's, that's, that's her. Yeah. I mean, there's no, that, I mean, she, she nailed it. She, Once she I really saw did. her in clerks too, I knew she could nail the role <laughs> of a Sokotano. <laughs> so, so John, you just mentioned, um, if they if she nailed it the question everybody's asking and i, I kind of want to know our take after chris reads finally this week is if this was if this was nailed mm. so chris without further ado my friend you know what to do right here hit the button and do that thing finally this week <laughs> we have our final super smash bros character uh, for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, who has revealed that the oh, last what? DLC character, Super Smash Bros. Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has revealed its last DLC character will be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Sakurai. But, um, Sakurai. Okay, yeah, that's we'll go with it. Uh, says that Sora's controls are quote relatively straightforward, which has never been something used to describe anything with freaking Kingdom Hearts. So uh, he is built for airborne combat, with the weight being his weakness, making him weak to attacks. He will also receive a new stage based around the Hollow Bastion, Maleficent's castle from the game, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It's not Master Chief, but this is not a bad one. Yeah, I mean, this was aside from aside from the character, which I think I think a lot of people were wanting certain things, but Sora mm. is a good. I, I think people were happy with it. Um, but I just got to say that Sakurai. Mm. I saw a picture of him online today, and one of the things people have always said about Sakurai is how young he looks. I mean, he's really, he's technically, I think the same age as Miyamoto, but today on a picture I saw of him, I was like, Oh, I see it now. He look, he's not looking too great. I mean, well, he looks fine. I'm just saying he's, he's see how he actually, you look like that age, he actually <laughs> looks like his age. I saw him in a picture and he looked like how old he was, but I mean, I don't, I think that <clears throat> I think it's Sakurai is one of the most underappreciated game developers in the world. This guy works harder than any game developer I can imagine. And I know everybody works hard. I don't mean to be disparaging. Yeah, Todd Howard takes offense. 
but I think I think Nintendo should be pushing for a lifetime achievement category at the Game Awards if it doesn't already exist and give this thing to Sakurai. He has he has devoted probably 6 years if not more to not only Smash Brothers Wii U but this game. He's been working nonstop for a decade. What if Kojima, you know, Jeff Keighley's bestie, um, has put like a stop on that award because they like have a rivalry with like Miyamoto <laughs> and Sakurai. He calls him first. He's like, is this okay? No. No, it is not. I tried to bring Metal Gear to Nintendo. They shut it down. And they I like say, what about this guy CDN. from Sierra Nevada from like that made games in 1991? Can we give it to him? Yes. Yes, you may. He's he's good. He's, he's an awesome version of Metal Gears on 3DS. I think it's uh I think it's Snake Eater. I could be wrong. Wasn't that a, a title on PlayStation and they just ported it to 3DS? Yeah, though? it was a it was yeah. a 3DS launch title, but yeah, it was a port. Yeah. yeah. That's important I mean to, to know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to I, I know how that sounds. I, I didn't mean to say it was original game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but once again, John, you have you have been an MVP to this show this week, man. You you uh, had a great topic and fist. If you guys missed that, that go back and listen to it. And the news section this week, fantastic. I love it, John. Let's wrap it up. Guys read it. The way you read it, that's what makes it good. <laughs> Email, email. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year <laughs> 3000. It's so angelic and, and like reminds me of Catholic Church on Sundays. I really, uh, I really tried to do it to the Conan, you know, yeah, remembrance. Yes, yes it's perfect. Yes. Uh, speaking of perfect, if you want to be a perfect human and, and email us, this is how you do it. Weekly games chat at Gmail. Dot com. We're going to highlight a couple this week, and then I I met guys. I made a, a boo boo last week and didn't actually read Discord emails. I read like the chat, so I got to fix that. Do we and need then there's a, a question do we that we to have s- to put our huh? Do we need to send you to the boo box? I might need to go to the boo box. The and boo then box. there's a question, Chris, that's based on your new your new soccer team, Sunderland FC. Oh, and you'll see how I tie all this together in just a moment, but. Uh, we we're gonna read one. It looks like from Judd and from Eli. So boys, if you if you want to read them, go ahead and I can read the Discord stuff. No worries. Well, Jr. says, "Well, guys, it's been a very expensive week. Bought Deathloop. Loved it at first. Like Aww. was literally verbalizing, quote, I love this game. And then about thirty minutes in, I wanted to throw up. My FPS fear was coming true." Some make me severely sick. Others don't affect me for some reason. I played Resident Evil 7 in Village with no issues. Fallout in first person with no problem. Wolfenstein furiously <laughs> sick. Uh, even after turning off the head bob in Deathloop 15 minutes in, and I'm already uh, ready to Ralph everywhere. That sucks. Chris, what's, what's a head bob? <laughs> Twitch exclusive! <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> I'm severely disappointed and upset with my body. So now the question is, Death Stranding's director's cut for PS5 or back, uh, let's see, <clears throat> back for Blood or Far Cry 6? Um, I feel like your safest one there because the other two are first person games, I would say, is uh, is Death Stranding. But, Death Stranding, you know, yeah. Yeah, but you, I, I, I don't know. I haven't played the other two. They're not out yet. Uh, but also... <laughs> Uh, after two weeks of my kid begging us to let him play GTA five, that's a little indie game, John, uh, yeah. my wife, your wife, and I finally agreed since he could basically watch anyone play it on YouTube. Uh, at least this way I could watch him and teach him the important lessons about owning your own cocaine factory. Let's also make sure we tell him how to manage that red light district when he's around there, too. Yes, for sure. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, it's a great way to learn the consequences of murder, keep track of your finances, and become an entrepreneur. All facts when you play GTA Five. I got all those lessons from watching The Sopranos <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> it was also an easy way for him to buy over $1,300 worth of GTA <gasps> money in three days without asking, so the game has since been deleted. Ooh. Oh, my goodness i think you can get a refund on that if you if it especially if it's microsoft or sony i'm, I'm pretty confident you can ask for a refund on that because if it's like a kid making an authorized purchase then technically if they don't refund it then you know it's like them pretty much like allowing a, a fraudulent person purchase since it wasn't an authorized card holder so maybe contact them on that you might be able to get refunded if you haven't uh, he said he thought he had changed his password, but apparently he had not. Very expensive lesson to learn. Oh, and our dryer stopped working the very same day. Oh, so goodbye, no. $800. <laughs> Oh, well, apparently, JR, uh, JR, you got some of that DJ money. Yeah. Game <laughs> is, on, everyone. Which is, fine. <laughs> which is fine. Game on to you. Great. Like, a fantastic email. That was a solid email. I hate that you you feel that way because um I gotta tell you I played Resident Evil Seven in both VR and not and I just just was scared I never wanted to Ralph but that does suck I gotta stand with Chris John you agree Death Death uh, Stranding's the way to go stay away from the first person Yeah I would I would be curious It's none of my business obviously but I'm I would be curious to see <laughs> medically what's going on If mm. I when I'm look when I'm thinking about these games he's talking about Wolfenstein mm, Bye um, <laughs> Deathloop. These games are very. There's a lot going on on the screen. A lot mm. of people moving around, things exploding. Resident Evil Seven and Village are are more of a slow, yeah. slow paced first person shooter. I wonder how he would do with like um, Dishonored. I don't know. So, Here we go, dude. I, Is this going to be I'm a platform? To- I understand. I understand how that sounded. I didn't mean it. But d- the reason I say Dishonored is because you can play that in a very calm, stealthy way where there's not a lot of stuff going on. He doesn't say which console he's playing these games on, but pardon me, just looking at the titles of what he said didn't affect him, right? I'm almost yeah. wondering if he's playing, especially on an older one, if it's because those games I know for a fact are running at 30 FPS and therefore might be a little less straining for whatever condition he has versus like, I know Wolfenstein is always going to run at least 60 frames. Uh, the same uh, death loop. I believe if he's playing on PS five is running at uh, 60 frames also definitely on PC. Right. Um, so I, I almost wonder if that's maybe what it might be for him. The if frame it, rate? Yeah. If like it being so high and fast that 
his maybe it's something to do with his eyes and now it it processes that quick motion and it maybe it's like the fact that it's so smooth it's just unnatural for his eyes. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean, if I could not play Death Loop, I'd be in the doctor's office telling him to fix it. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm you know, mm. sorry to hear that. John, do you want to read Eli or do you want me? Sure thing. Sure thing. Hey, guys. Hey. It doesn't say hey, guys. Oh. I don't know why I said that. Because <laughs> you're drunk. Because yeah. have you? I am a little. Have you guys played any of the Little Nightmares games? Which ones and thoughts, oh. please? I was personally very impressed. And Yep. impressed with all of them um eli i played the first one and it is so fun um very atmospheric but i have not i've not gotten around to the second one friend of the show jeff loves the first one and i believe said he played the second one and enjoyed it just about the yeah. same so uh by the way john where was that email sent from yeah good point Chris. oh sorry i'm sorry that's you're right that was party foul sent from an iphone's iphone that's insane. I, uh, but just for my two cents, never played Little Nightmares. Just mm. like Chris, he uh, punted it to his friend and friend of the show, Jeff. <laughs> Sean, you would actually like them, I think. You think so? Yeah, they're 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 spooky. They're not they're not Resident Evil. Um, scary. What was the one? It's Resident <laughs> Evil Seven, Six, Seven. seven. <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's no joke. No um, Resident Evil Seven. It's just spooky. Ugh. Drunk. Uh, so, uh, if you remember the saga that had been going on with with Chris and his assignment of his team based on where he said he would want to root for a team in English Premier League football, um, I've I've got a direct message from Twitter. I'm going to read. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, of course, we're just at Weekly Games Chat. We appreciate the follow, the retweets, the likes, all the things. We appreciate that. So, Nat the Gooner. Um, he messaged us, Chris, and he says, I think it's only fair that you, meaning us, assign him an NFL team in return. Mm. I know I know most of the rules from playing American football video games, which is in and of itself an amazing statement. I just need a team to follow. I so, feel like after giving me Southie, I have to but, give But you, you got to remember, <laughs> okay. the reason that he gave you Southie was you said what team in that area of London. Okay, I can do this. You think you can? Oh, do, but do we need to reach out for a follow up and well, say, "All right, well, did he say part? like, yeah, did he give us anything like as far as like what part he would want the team to be from or anything?" Because like that was my thing was my actual personal connections, you know, right? Because you asked about southwest portions of England, correct? Nearest team. So let's let's put that on on a on a kind of like a a like a it's back on you. Nah. Yeah, give Let us, us know. Give us something like, about the states. Maybe tell us like what part of England you're from, or like yeah, if you've ever been to the United States, places you visited um, that you really enjoyed, and we'll see if we can find you an NFL team. Because if not, you're going to end up with the Jacksonville Jaguars because you gave me the Southie team that apparently is atrocious, and I have to return that favor. And I don't want to give you Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, but I'll do it. I will do <laughs> Thank it. You. You don't want that. Uh, what's trending on Twitter right now, believe it or not, apparently HBO had a teaser trailer uh, for Game of Thrones' Looked spinoff, good. and people are really excited to see that. So there is that. Let's see if there's any uh, new follows. I don't recall getting any. Could be. Might not. Oh, there is one. I get so excited. Uh, shout out to RJC. That's at 
RJ uh, underscore Curtis. Thank you so much for the follow. Following you back, my friend. I, we appreciate it. And if you want to be followed back or if you want to direct message us, that's called a DM. Uh, or if you just want to retweet and see what we tweet and stuff like that. Twitter, we are at Weekly Games Chat. Now, also on our Twitter page, I say this almost every week, we have a pinned tweet that will direct you to our Discord server. And that's an invite to get over there. And it's the world's greatest Discord server of all time, even. Last week, I did this and I said I was going to read emails. I did not. I was reading things from the chat. And I was it was pointed out to me that I did this. If you're wondering who pointed that out, it was Punkhead. Thanks, Punkhead. Uh, you are the best. <laughs> so um, let's start off with an email from Yuri. Hey, Yuri. Uh, he, he put a, he put a uh, link that basically says there's some technology now that's going to use your body as a game controller. It's a video. Connect? Um, you, no. Um, <laughs> I love the idea. I've been practicing karate for almost 20 years now, but I don't have the space in front of the TV to jump around. I suspect most gamers are more sitting down types. Mm-hmm. It does feel like a natural evolution of motion controllers of the past. What's your take on this? So once again, the description, the video, it's it's a Kickstarter project. There's a technology where the axis of your body will be your game controller. So you literally are the controller. And if you watch it, um, uh, Punkhead apparently did, and he's got the um, a GIF of SpongeBob um, holding a, the side of a uh, undersea cave area, and he's out of breath because he's like, yo. Yeah, this ain't no joke. <laughs> I feel like that's like like there's uh, always the talk of people wanting the full immersion, right? Like in video games, like Ready Player One. And in my mind, I always go back to it's a nice idea, but I don't know how much people really, really, really want that when they think about it. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be jumping up and down when I play Mario, right? Every time I need to get a block. <laughs> It's a lot it, easier it, to sit down, just hit X or A. It is. Game. It depends on it depends on how well they immerse you. Yeah. Some some VR games I play, Chris. You're right. I go, and this is just a VR game. Mm-hmm. I go. I don't want to be doing what this is making me do. There's been other games. One ended up being my game of the year. I think in what 2017 or 2018. Mm-hmm. I felt like an action movie star, and I couldn't. I couldn't not play the game. I couldn't wait to continue to play it. So. Um. Yeah, there, there is, there, there's that. So, John, do you have any thoughts about you being the controller or anything? Not really. Well, Kyle, I probably um, shouldn't talk much more. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> we got an email from Head Mod himself, Percy Weasley and Nacho. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. Uh, with the latest announcement of N64 and Sega Genesis for Switch Online. I would, and this was last week, if you guys remember. I was wondering what you guys think may be other systems that may make their way to the service, and if you think it will ever be worth the $60 annual price tag uh, that services like PlayStation Plus and Games Pass share. Did, so, they, did they say it was $60? I don't know if they did. Did I miss he, that? No, he's saying like if it will ever get to a point where they, they can justify charging that much, I think. Look, uh, here's the hard. thing. All they have to do, all they have to do, is get rid of that app and make it a proper thing, right? And make it like everybody else's. This is great, <laughs> by the way. All they have to do is this what I'm like? Uh, it, no, I can when I when I am when I'm this way, I enunciate. You don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> he he put out a PSA, guys, uh, just so we would know 
Uh, Nacho is going to be working a ton of overtime in the next couple of weeks. May not be active in the chat um, during that time, just like the rival for number one fan. Mm. He will always be present and listening. He thanks us and, and gives us a game on. So game on to you, Nacho. So here's your opportunity, folks. If you want to become a moderator for weekly games yeah, chat, and step head up boy, here. Or, or head... Uh, oh, uh, most importantly, though, if they, they could justify it if they add the uh, Sega Saturn collection because, you know, it's such an elite collection of video games. And I think if people could play or play those games, they would have no problem paying $60. True. No, that's not true. One bit, Sean. Because <laughs> I had Sega Saturn. And it was not a fun time. Cosmic wrote in. He said, hey, guys, I forgot if you have answered questions like this before, but I was having a discussion with my friend yesterday about our biggest gameplay pet peeves in video games and what can turn you off from mm. a game. For for context, Cosmic's is motion controls Fair. and open worlds that are off are too open because he prefers or they prefer a more open and linear design like with walls that stop at a certain point and open worlds only work for me if they're um they are rpgs preferably turn-based rpgs have a good one guys any pet peeves for you guys on video games i am not a huge fan of when i can't customize my controls um unless the control like you know layout is solid but there are just times like, for instance, I had one with a game that I'm actually really enjoying playing right now where it was like jump was keyed to the B button. And that just does not make sense to me on an Xbox controller in any way, shape or form. It's like, no, it's A or Y. You have those two choices as it, you know, more, um, more so A, dude. Yeah. And I probably would have been upset if um if I couldn't have adjusted the controls myself because i have the elite controller but if, it, if i had gotten that like on playstation that would have been a hard thing for me to overcome because <laughs> i just i have a program in my mind bottom button is jump <laughs> uh he's probably back this week maybe not draven also wrote in and he wished that we had a kick butt week for that upcoming week um wasn't Appreciate gonna be able to make it because mama wants to go clothes shopping since we're heading to vegas for our oh. anniversary. Happy anniversary, Draven. This is a great time for me to say that on Thursday, so the day after the podcast, guys, 15 years for me and the missus. 15 years this year. Does that mean, is this the anniversary where you take her to Arby's instead of McDonald's? Well, the joke was I'm taking her to Olive Garden. That's that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, Draven says, game on. And then he says an expletive, Chris, and wants me, a.k.a. to make you, Tom Segura, use the dump button. And actually say the expletive. So I have my finger hovering on the mute button for you, and I will <laughs> cut you off. Overblown Truth writes in and says, Dear John, so I've, been, I've been picking away more at Valhalla mm-hmm. at the 80 hour mark now, and I'm at level 270. Yep. With still like two or three more areas to explore. I still feel another 20 ish to 30 ish hours. Um, my way. So good luck, LOL. That's a grind. Agree with that. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's that feels like where I'm at. I think, but I think I've actually, I think I've maxed out my um my score hmm. level. Sorry, but yeah, there's some areas that I have not really touched yet. <laughs> have you liberated everywhere? 
I've liberated no, but I've liberated enough to where I think I could do in game if I wanted to. Like I've got enough. Oh, like in game yeah. stuff. Okay, got you. Yeah. yeah. But you haven't seen all like was it? I think there's like three endings to that game based on like what you're completing. <laughs> I don't know how you did it, dude. This is. I just kept going to the next thing, and I said, "I don't." It just doesn't. It does not have the same energy for me. No, that Odyssey did. It's so bloated to me. It's it's not it's not bloat per se. I mean, yes, it is bloated, mm-hmm. but Odyssey's bloated. It's sure. just I don't know that the atmosphere is so dreary and English. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you're here in Britain. What do you want, man? It's Would not. You like ma- some tea? Would you yeah. like some tea and crumpets? I don't know how you people drink that stuff's discussion. It's like, it's like exactly. St- and I love that about Ted Lasso. Yes. That's one of my favorite parts of that show. <clears throat> that's, that's gangster. Well guys, that pretty much wraps up the boo-boo I made last week and not reading emails from discord. So um, yeah, we're, we're rocking out just as a refresher. If you want to follow us on the socials, uh, Twitter is at weekly games chat. Uh, we're on Discord as Weekly Games Chat. And of course, if you want to see us on Twitch every week, we are Weekly Games Chat there too. Emails weeklygameschat at gmail.com. And with that, um, I think we're pretty much at the end of our email segment. This has been episode oh. 328. What, Chris? I was going to say you might want to give the heads up before we go to the me pressing the button thing. Yes. That's usually when I do that. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was, yes. I don't want to press the button. You, you successfully stopped my flow, and I was saying that next. Uh, I will say it now. Okay. Uh, next week will not be episode 329 because we're <gasps> going to take a week off. Uh, we got a lot of moving parts, as we just mentioned. Um, I do. I am celebrating an anniversary. Chris is going to be out of town, and John just wants to play Metroid, which is all fair. Life and Far League. Cry Six. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I mean, to be fair uh, though, about the time we'd usually be recording, I'll probably be drunk anyways. True. Yeah. True. And I have to sober up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but with that, uh, this has been episode 328. Uh, we appreciate you guys very, very much. Um, once again, wherever you get your podcast. Um, we remind you every week to leave a review because that's important. It helps, you know, folks like yourself find us. Uh, and we appreciate you very much. We appreciate you joining us on Twitch. We appreciate you being a part of our community and discord. Um, all the things I'm just saying, uh, this is where I usually say, Chris, John game on boys game on Sean, a uh, game on a uh, John game uh, on Chris I- and Sean. Game on, Chris and Sean. This is where I normally, uh, I'll say, yeah, this is my tagline. You ready for it? Peace out, everybody. You ready for mine? Yes. Your mom's box. <laughs> Hug life. That's a good one, too. Yeah, that one works. All right. <laughs> <laughs>